Alexa, what is the definition of crime? I told you guys. Was that the relief you wanted? No. (laughs) Welcome back. It's us. What are we starting off with today? Self-love? Yes. (laughs) Self-love? Are you excited? I am excited. I'm very excited. Um, do you want to start? Sure. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. What do you think self-love is? Or what is self-love to you? Everyone's that got their own. I know what it is for me. literally the question. Okay. Well, I. she prepped for this one. I did prep. And she tried to share her notes. I did. She wanted and I was to be like, no, I want to be blindsided. I want to stutter. I want to choke up. She wants to stutter. <laughs> I want to be caught off guard. I don't want to have like fair. stuff planned for it. Well, I have to with my schedule. That is fine. I'm just saying. If that works for you, that works for you. No judgment. It is. But for me. Okay. That is true though. Like the first I question. Okay, wait. No, are you going to answer it then? Okay. I'm like, how do I hold this up? And also show what you're holding up. I did. Oh, you did? No, I didn't. Well, I kind of did. I've mm-hmm. been reading this book. It's called Lighter by Young Pueblo. Am mm-hmm. I saying that right? Mm-hmm. And it's pretty much just a self-help book. He also has those poems out. Um, I have, I think it's called N-Word or N-Word, I-N-W-A-R-D. And yeah. It's good. I've been reading it. I'm on the second chapter called Healing. But this um, chapter is about self-love. So what does self-love look like for you right now? And I did write in journal, so hold on. (laughs) I did. Thoughtful. Be thoughtful. We are also trying to film this, and it's really hard for me not to look at the camera. But honestly, it kind of helps just, like, acting like it's not there. So what does self-love look like for me right now? Focusing on myself, the things I want to do, bike more, read more, work on my career, time management, perfecting my crafts, going on more trips because they kind of give me a better perspective of what I want. Yeah, definitely. So I think that goes hand in hand um but having healthier habits working out being conscious of the food I am eating and less people pleasing more pleasing myself for the most part I never tell people like what I like to do or like I don't know just stay I'm always asking what they like to do so I feel like I need to start doing what I like to do and like being a part of the conversation in that regards yeah how about you? What does self-love look like for you? Well, I think self-love has a presence in, like, every dimension of our lives. So I guess self-love could be expressed, obviously, like, with your when you're at home. Mm-hmm. I also think that it could be expressed at your workplace. I think it can be expressed with your relationships and your friendships. Um, for example, in the workplace, self-love is I am going to not pick up an extra shift 
because somebody really needs me to. Yeah. Because I have things that I need to do for myself first. Right. I think that's self-love for me. I think self-love as well, like in like my home, I think it's I'm going to walk down the stairs and throw this load of laundry in. Even though I don't want to, even though I'm already like tucked in bed and stuff. Um, Because that's just something I need to do for myself. Like we need to have clean clothes. I think with friends, self-love is, I guess, identifying. Maybe you don't have bad friends, but maybe you have some friends with some habits that you like you don't agree with or whatever. And like you're not down to like be around it or, or like at least around that kind of like energy. Yeah. And so instead of just like going with the flow or whatever... Um, which I'm going to touch on that a little bit later. Um, you're kind of like honoring yourself and saying, you know what, as much as I want to do that or like be with this person and like, I'm going to like guard my peace and I'm going to go home or whatever, you know? And I guess with relationships, self-love is, and I don't know, not just pouring from an empty To cup. be more specific, this is what... Self-love looks like for you right now? I think, no, not right now, but I think if I had to sum it up into a small paragraph, this is what it would be. And then I think this this is like the parameters of it. I think it goes like Deeper. inward. Yeah. I think this is kind of like a general like circle. And mm-hmm. then within that, it is like things that you enjoy to do. It's also like your strengths and like recognizing that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I come in from work and I'm like, oh my God, today was heavy. I don't know how I feel about this right now. I'm still a little in shock. Maybe mm-hmm. I won't even like have this conversation or this inner monologue with myself until like later, hours later. But I think, you know, the imposter syndrome can happen. And I guess... It's just important to like listen to yourself and what you need for that day. Cause maybe that day I might need to talk about it with you, or maybe I need to literally just sit with it. Yeah. <laughs> or I need to write it down for my therapist, or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Or I need to go for a bike ride or a jog. Like all of these things that work for me, those are all versions of self love within the inner hemisphere. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So I feel like there's different echelons to it. Um, for me, it's it's structured, though. Self-love is definitely structured. I could see. Yeah. Okay. The next question was, how do you want your self-love to evolve? And what do you want it to feel like a year from now? I guess, given everything that I've said for me and myself, I, I would want more consistency. That's what I wrote too. You did? Yeah. Well, I said have ah! trust. I said have I didn't trust. Even look over in myself and be more consistent. Yeah, yeah, I guess like more consistency for sure. I think I'm good on like the outer stuff. Mm-hmm. That's I think where you I'm are like, too. I'm good. Like I, mm, I'm gonna do it. But I think <laughs> within some of the inner stuff, I'm like, oh my god, how am I? I don't have the time or the energy to like garden, and yeah. I'm like. No, yeah, I do. You do. I could. You could. This could look like a different this place. This is not a priority, and that's okay. No, but it's it's kind of like 
that's the thing though. What am I prioritizing right now? And then you like go through a list of those things. Where you're like, okay, there's this awareness now. Yeah, for sure. But I, I, okay, I hear At what you're point, saying. At this point, if I don't make changes, it's willful ignorance, and that's me. That's what are true. they doing over there? Are y'all having a moment? I don't know. You still didn't t- send me that picture. We'll yeah. talk about it later. It's fine. Fine. It's rude. Yeah, but I also feel like you do, like, I hear what you're saying when you message me that, like, if you're not making this, like, sit with yourself and saying, like, I'm this is just not a priority. Oh, but yeah. the other stuff right now are a priority until I fit the other thing into it. So <laughs> that's fine. Everything's therapy. on their like own pace and pattern yeah. and time and footing and stuff. So it's like for sure. And at the end of the day, like no one, like no, you don't owe that to anybody. Yeah. You know true. what I mean? I owe it to myself. But like, sure. but I'm okay I with think sitting as with a that. friend though, it's important to like root for your friends and say, this might be a good option for you. Yeah. That's it. But that's, I don't know, your self-love has your own priorities. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think everyone's does. So, like, mine has my own priorities, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I think self-love for me is all those things. And the question was, how do I want it to evolve? Well, I said consistency. And what do I want it to be like in a year from now? Um, I guess I kind of want to expand on some of these things that I'm already doing, right? And Go then, inward more? Yeah. I think that, like, I am definitely, like, skipping in the innards mm-hmm. when I could, like, walk that's the a good field way to put that. of the innards. It's poetic. Are you like that? I do. I just imagine myself skipping through a field and like touching like the tall grass and like, ah, oh, you know? I'm falling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess I just kind of want to like take my time to like consistency and time. The time and consistency. Yeah. Yeah. But I what so you want to be walking time. is what you want to. F- Maybe even a little pause. Okay. So little pauses. Yeah, like okay. this isn't like a, a fast walk. This is like a... So what do you want it to feel like a year from now? I really just want it... I want my self-love to feel like it has time and presence there and it's showing up for itself. That's exactly in one sentence verbatim what I'd want in a year from now. What's the date? October 20th, 2022. I October 20th, 2023. Because literally in my head, I almost put like a reminder on this day for next year. Oh my literally, God. Literally, you're in my head. Yeah, so I am. As I scream. I am. You are in my head. Damn. I am in your head. I just clipped the hell out of this. Okay. We're good. Oh, sorry. Um, what do I want it to feel like a year from now? I want to feel lighter. Oh, yeah. Free. Yeah. Yeah. That's the feeling, Absolutely. though. Yeah. Lighter. Yeah. Emphasis, pun intended, on the book I'm reading, Lighter. Uh, I love it. We love yeah. a good pun. I do. It is a really good book, though. It has the poems, but it's all his reflections. Like, it has a little bit of poetry, but it's more so, like, a book book. I love it. Okay, where's my next question? 
what part of yourself do you have trouble accepting? Is this a critical part of your story? Yeah, I guess I would say... I think I've already said it. I guess it's the fact that I can be inconsistent with myself. Right? Because if I am wanting all of these things to happen within a year and it's consistency, it's because I'm lacking consistency. And don't get me wrong, I think it was a beautiful thing when this awareness came about Mm -hmm. because it was like, that's it. That's the missing link. Mm -hmm. Great. This is good news. It shouldn't be like, oh, tragic day. Yeah. But at the same time, and dialectical behavior therapy, DBT, it's kind of like one of the main principles of that concept is you can feel multiple feelings at one time. You can hate your parents and love them at the same time. You can be in love with somebody and be angry at them, mm-hmm. right? Like you can feel complex emotions. We're complex beings, you know? So I think that while I, I'm making a positive out of that, like, okay, that's a missing link. That's what I need to do to like fix this. I'm also like, well, that sucks. That makes me feel like I'm not structured. I don't have a routine going. Like I'm not sticking to the plan. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I guess that was like a better pill to swallow. But I don't know. Again, there's a good thing out of it too. Yeah. The yin and yang of it. Um is this a critical part of my story? No, because it's not like I've been like this way my whole life. I think mm-hmm. this kind of weird adjustment period has taken a bit longer for me, and that's okay. I am not condemning myself to that by any means, but I think that that is a reason, I guess, why I have a lacking mm-hmm. right now. Um, but I know myself, I've, if anything, I've been really consistent in the past, almost like perfectionistic consistent. I have witnessed. And I think in a way I kind of needed to be inconsistent because mm-hmm. I finally had a break. Yeah. I finally like got to take my bra off and like throw <laughs> it and say, <laughs> I'm you done. know, yeah. um, so again, I think there's beauty in all of this. Yeah. I think it's a dance. But with yourself. I guess when I read the word critical, I like hear it in like a negative light like it's a mm-hmm. bad thing you know and it's I hear it in like the climax of your story yeah but no it's not I think it's like this is I'm learning so much yeah so throughout it's all of this yeah you. it's it's a good thing it's it might suck but or mm-hmm. it might not be like where I'm hoping or wanting to be but like it, it has to happen yeah it does as my professors would say her professor the only way over it is through like? it <laughs> Right? Is that yes. how they worded it? Wait, say it again. The only way over it is through it? Yeah. That's what yeah. they say. It's a good saying. Yeah. The only way over it over is it. through it. So I was trying to keep up saying. Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> I can't. Say it again? No, the only way over, over it, it is through it. it. Period. <laughs> the end. Um, yeah. So... That is that question. Yeah. What about you? What's your answer to that? The good and pretty parts, the successful parts, those are hard for me to accept. 
Um, and I think it's a critical part of my story is because a lot, and this kind of goes back to like what I'm lacking in, like what we're saying, like time and consistency, but it's because I feel like I don't have the confidence to do it, even though I've showed myself so many times I can do it. Oh yeah. And then the critical part was because like, I think it went out the door, my confidence with how I was, I grew up and being bullied and things were just never like good enough, pretty much. So sure. that is kind of my critical part. But the only way I can get over it is go through it and kind yeah. of figure out those things. So um, it's not really like hard accepting, but I have to like, it's kind of like a battle being like, no, you are, you have great quality qualities about yourself. But because sometimes, like, the confidence was beat out of me, I grew up with this notion that I'm never good enough in the things I am, like, that have shown that I am good enough in. So, like, my career, my tasks, my... I have been healthy before I've gone to therapy, but because of this underlining feeling I have, which I have to work through on my own eventually, or it's just never going to go away, right? Um, That's kind of what... Those are my troubles. Yeah. Yeah, that I, it's hard for me. But, um, I mean, it's a critical part of my story, but it's also like a huge strength because I know I have gotten through it. But it's kind of one of those things where you have to like wake up and be like, no, you are these things. Like you just got to own it. Yeah. But, and you can't kind of listen to the lies or like in your head that you keep having. So sure. I practice try to do that, trying to do that. Um, I'm curious, can you elaborate on the good and pretty parts? So physical looks. Okay. Because I was bullied for being ugly. Oh, okay. That makes um, more sense. And the successful parts? The successful parts, like I would be like getting good grades, but I would be not praised. Like they were still not good enough. So I would get like an A, but it wouldn't be like an A plus. Oh, I see. I or, see. So on and so forth, kind of with those things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I think the bullying just really didn't. Like, I think I'm cute and pretty. I have nice features, but I still have like that feeling and thoughts in my head. Like, no, you're not pretty enough, or you're not this enough. And that's stemming from. It stemmed from being bullied. When? When I was like, well, I switched. To private schools because I was bullied. So, what so age were you? I want to say before. I don't know what age, but I can give you a grade first to third grade. So, how old am I? You. You're twenty seven. Oh, know, but like back then. <laughs> um, back then, I don't know. I guess I. I want to say the, five year old. Five, five years old is yeah. kindergarten. So, like six, seven, eight, eight years old. Six, seven, eight. Yeah. Maybe nine. But yeah, so because I was always like bullied back when I was younger and I became popular when I was in high school, but I still had that like, yeah, you're not pretty enough. You're not this enough. Yeah. Also in our family, it was weird because like um, we would talk about what our family considers like pretty and good looking. Yeah. And though like they said I possess this, I would still, like, overanalyze everything. Like, people in their noses, their eyes, like, what they like. So I do that to me now. Yeah. And it's, it can kind of be not, I'm going to say f***ed up, but it is kind of f***ed up that, that I do that to harsh. myself. Sounds like you're yeah. very harsh on yourself. Yeah, so. 
that's kind of how that is. But we're working on it. It doesn't really make me sad to say because I'm trying to like actively process it and kind of be like, no, you are this, like that was the past. Just like kind of let it go. Yeah. But it... It's a lot because kids were not nice to me. No, kids are not them. nice. I do because I was a bully too to some degree. But it really does like even years later still mess with you. Yeah, yeah. it can. It, it really can mess with you. Can. But we're working on it. It's all good. Uh, what positive habits are you working on developing? Is there a way to use boundaries to support yourself in the cultivation of you? Okay, First question is what again? <laughs> what positive <laughs> habits have you been working on developing? Oh, I guess just like turning back to me and like having more time for myself just to be. I yeah. mean, when you're working full time, overtime every week and you're going to grad school and you're in a relationship and you have all of these extracurriculars that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to have time at all. And when you're involved in a lot of things, it's hard to just make time for just yourself. And it's no excuse, but I think it's more of like a recognition. Mm -hmm. And so I think me having more time doing the things that I want to do, um, for me and me only big, um, just because I know that I'm involved with a lot of like partnerships and things like that. And so it's like, it's not just me time then it's us time for whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, you know, not having any responsibilities for a couple of hours and just utilizing that for something that benefits me is becoming more of a practice and a habit and it's pretty sexy and I feel really good about it it's sexy um the second question is there a way to use boundaries to support myself in the cultivation of you absolutely i think boundaries are like the foundation of our livelihood (laughs) um they are absolutely uh yeah for sure i think if i'm extremely tired you're then gonna I'm going to gonna go to sleep or I'm going to rest or I'm going to have me time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and that all contributes to the cultivation of me because if I'm not well-rested, whether emotionally, physically, mentally, then what am I? Yeah. You know, you. a shell of a person. Mm-hmm. And um, I think boundaries that I set with myself in terms of like diet is big because I eat pretty pretty light, pretty pretty clean for you the do. most part. I do not. But I do allow myself to in- indulge. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is something that we're meant to do. I'm a big hedonist, okay? I believe in like the simple pleasures and in pleasure Full things, you know? I didn't even know there was a word for that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, like, there's a time and a place to have chocolate, and there's also a time and place to not have chocolate and still have chocolate. She said said what she said. I said what I said, and I'm not going to take it back. She said what she said. I said, this is a hill I will die on. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. Balance, figure it out. What works best for you works best for you. 
Um, I know if something's going to make me feel sluggish, some, sometimes I want that outcome. <laughs> sometimes I want that. Um, and I'm not going to guilt myself over it. Um, so yeah, I think boundaries, I guess those are a couple examples. What about you? Time. Making time. Making time. But I have been making time. I will say I'm more focused on myself. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But my boundaries are filling up my schedule, but actually like actively like doing like a Google calendar and shutting off like what hours I'm going to do this, this, and this. Because it keeps, I don't know, just having a schedule like that helps you. Like, yeah. like okay, no, I'm not going to eat lunch with so-and-so. I'm going to go to the gym, even though I haven't been doing that, but that's an example. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. No. Just kind of using that as, like, a way for me to have boundaries. Because once I fill up my schedule, I can be like, no, I can't do this. I'm working or I'm going for a bike ride and so on and so forth. So. Yeah. I'd say filling up my schedule. Um, the next one, I didn't write it down because I got lazy. Um, has building your self-love helped you more? Helped you have more compassion for others? Has understanding yourself helped you see them more ke- clearly? I am once again asking you to repeat the first question first. Because I'm talking too fast or what? Well, I think it's because I've been up since like 4.45 and I've had a day and I'm just like, what? It's fair. And I still have a long day to go. Okay, we'll go with the first one. What's the first one? Uh, Has building your self-love helped you have more compassion for others? Yeah, for sure. I think... Absolutely. I think that... And me, practicing self-love, it could influence those around me to do the same. Um, I also think me modeling self-love and the boundaries that come with self-love also models and represents something good for those around me. Mm -hmm. And that's a healthy relationship. Um, And I think that if someone else is doing that as well and they're within like my sphere, mm-hmm. then that's just healthy. So that's great. You yeah, know what I mean? for sure. And I feel like things get so chaotic and we are all busy. Um, we're all busy. We all have things to do, whether you're in grad school or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether we're you're busy. in a relationship or not, you're busy regardless. Um, everyone's busy just looks different. And so I think that when you model these things for your friends, because behaviors are learned, they're most likely going to end up doing that too. Like what's the saying? It's like if one person and a nuclear family goes to therapy, studies show that the rest there's will. changes. Not mm-hmm. that the rest will, but there are positive changes just from one person and a family going to therapy. I know that was the same for me. And that is... If, if that's happening in a family, think about what's happening in close friends when a lot of your friends are going to therapy. Yeah. Like, think about it. Um, and I'm not just trying to say, like, therapy this, therapy that. I am pro, like, if a life coach works for you, awesome. If having a routine and a strict routine to, that aligns with you and, like, sets you straight is what it is, awesome. If changing your diet up or... Focusing on your nutrition is what works for you. 
Do it. Awesome. If all these things are what you need, great. I just feel like, yeah, we can definitely like unintentionally influence each other, whether we mean to or not. Um, So, yeah. Okay. Has understanding yourself helped you see them more clearly? I think maybe like the differences in like character and like personality, sure, but not in like a negative or a positive way. It's more of like a neutral, just like that is them and this is me. Yeah. Like different journeys, different life, different upbringing, different careers. Uh, yeah, I just think that that yeah. has really been the the only thing. Okay. I like that. Um, what is the question again? Has building your self-love helped you more compassion for others? Yes. I think a lot of the times, though, I battle my ego and compassion side a lot because my compassion side, when someone does me wrong or something happens, I'm, like, immediately, like... I forgive you, like, I understand where you're coming from, I messed up, but also my ego side always wants to stick up for myself, which is a good thing, too, I think, like, if if the other person is also in the wrong, too, yeah, to some degree, but I didn't realize you could do both. You could stick up for yourself and have compassion, yeah. so, like, an example is, hey, what well, you did really hurt my feelings, but I do understand you're having a tough time. Yeah. But I still, you know, I don't like that you're doing this, but I, like, I've messed up before, too. Yeah. So I think, in a way, I always kind of have that battle with my ego because all the time I want to have compassion. Like, that's really what I want. Um, And the second question, I hope that answers that question. Has understanding yourself helped you see them more clearly? I believe that we all throughout our lives have different situations we might go through and different upbringings, like you were saying. But a lot of us, I think, over time do, since we're all humans, kind of have the same feelings. Like, we all go through, like, madness, being upset, being in love, anxiety, um, so much that, like, we all feel those things throughout the life that was Cameo. a huge jump i was scared for the matcha honestly tigger just jumped on her laptop keep going that was scary keep it moving um so i guess understanding like my feelings and how like i've had really big feelings about certain things i can see how other people do too but we will never go through the same exact situations but i think as humans because we're kind of humans right we all have those kind of feelings Mm. and that's just kind of my belief unless you have antisocial personality disorder I mean yes but even with that do they do they experience any of the same feelings ever any of the same feelings like madness like I they get arousal out of different things out of abnormal things Okay, like but they still experience feeding your cat Sudafed and then watching it die. Okay, that's fair. Well, that might bring pleasure to them, whereas pleasure to you is like that. You hear the ice but cream truck. But it's still a feeling. It's the same. It's a feeling, but their experiences are different. Yeah, I'm still saying. Yeah, that. yeah. I still think, though, in a general sense, that we do like 
maybe not to that degree. But I'm saying yeah, that's a very like mm, degree. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of like, they're all different situations. But you are saying that he can still feel pleasure. Just yeah, like but I he could couldn't pleasure. be able to describe what love feels like. That's fair. So. Like love for his mom can't describe it. Okay. Which is like interesting. Not that this is like the point of what's. We just, like, talked about this in class the other day. Mm -hmm. And basically, the professor is like, everyone experiences emotions differently. It's never the same. There are a bunch of similarities. Okay. So similarities. Yeah, I guess I'm just, like, making space for, like, gray areas. Yeah. I think there can be gray areas. I think, though, this... What I'm trying to say is that, like, even though there are so much differences that people have with each other, no matter where you're coming from, if you do have that trait, I think there is something where you can find something that's similar. Yeah, absolutely. There's Yes, there's There's, like, room for that, Mm -hmm. where it's not just, like, black and white. There's always that gray area. Okay. Tigger. You've got to head out of here. Please go. And I think what I'm trying to allow space for is that we are always fixated on that we're all so different and that we can't, like, have a conversation about something. Not you and I, but, like, people in general. Like, oh, let's just, I mean, not to bring politics, but they're Republican. I'm Democratic. And I'm not saying this is the truth because I'm really neither both. I agree with certain things on each side, but... People won't even have a conversation if your label does that. Oh, yeah. And for it's sure. it's just, it's kind of annoying. So I guess with what I was trying to say, I was trying to pivot that we all, to some degree, have similarities, maybe in our feelings. Some situations could be the same, too, but, you know. Yeah. And that's kind of it for number four. Um, but understanding myself has seen people for more who they are because we all you know we're all fighting to some degree to just live and have a good life and try our best um number five what is your relationship to honesty these days mine yes concise sorry i was trying to pop my neck yeah it's a little concise i'm pretty i'm on it i I heard what you said on number four, and I went through that as well. There's, like, this common misconception that, like, therapists or people who want to be therapists or healers are all, like, matcha and sound bowls Mm. and patchouli oil. And while I have a lot of friends that are like that, and I do like those things and participate in some of those things, that's not what it is, and that therapists can never make mistakes or people who are like in mental health care, you know, can't have a form of resiliency or whatever. Um, so there was a period where I was like, oh my God, I need to be perfect. I need to be like on my tippy toes. Mm-hmm. I have to have the most compassion for everything. Sorry, 444, how to say it. Um, you know, you have to be like super empathetic, things mm-hmm. like that. And then I was like, okay, I'm starting to get a little walked over right now. Cause like in the past, like that was not me. It's not that I didn't lack compassion, but it was definitely like tread lightly because 
this isn't something that you can do or say or act towards me. Mm -hmm. And then I think when I did this shift, I was like, it's okay. It says more about them than it does about me, which is still true. Don't get me wrong. But I think that I am now in this happy balance where I'm like, I can definitely be compassionate, but I'm still going to hold you accountable and I'm going to call it out. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try my hardest to do it delicately, um, you know, and definitely from a point of view where I'm just like curious, because honestly, I think that's what it really is, is like, it's a curiosity. I'm wondering why, you know? And so I think now, yeah, I'm definitely truthful. I'm definitely going to say how I'm feeling in the moment, whether it should be brought up then or later. I think that if you approach it and you say it with grace and you say it from like a compassionate part of yourself, right? A delicate part of yourself, hopefully that will gain you a different outcome versus, you know, coming in with the guns a blazing, you know? Yeah. So for me, I'm pretty concise right now. I'm pretty on it. If something is bothering me, I'm now going to say it, but I'm going to say it nicer and I'm going to say it from a healthier perspective. Um, so that's my relationship. Okay. He didn't mess anything. Thank God. Um, can you be honest with yourself when your mind is full of tension? I think that's when I'm brutally honest. I think that that's when I wish I wasn't honest, but in your mind, you kind of say a lot of things, whether you mean them or not, you know, you're kind of going through the emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, what was the question again? It, Can I just you want be to make sure honest I'm with it right yourself when your mind is full of tension? <laughs> yes. So I guess with yourself. Yeah, you can be honest with yourself, but sometimes I think that you? Sometimes honesty doesn't equal rationality. So I think like, oh, I don't know. Let's just say my coworker or something was like, I don't know. My, I brought a mug mm-hmm. and they dropped it. I'm like, oh, it's because they hate me or something like that. That's really rude. Like, screw that, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, maybe that is the honest truth. Like, that is rude. Screw that. But I don't think rationally, like, doing anything about that or saying anything like that is going to be the best decision if I'm speaking in contingency with how I'm feeling and and thinking, right? Mm -hmm. Because while I could be thinking those thoughts, I could be acting like a total shitbag, right? Or I could be, I could approach it where I was like, hey, that really sucks. I really liked that mug. Here's where I got it. Would you mind getting me a new one? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So or I just, hope that like answers way, the question. Well, so maybe like to reframe it, like when you are honest, can you be honest with yourself when you're full of, so when you're mad, are you honest with yourself? Yeah, I think... When you're sad, are you honest with yourself? Mm, 
So I don't feel tension when I'm sad. I feel a release when I'm sad. I feel tension when I'm angry. Okay, so So when you're mad, what's happening in the head? I'm definitely having like some upsetting thoughts. I guess more of like... Towards the person or towards the situation? I mean, it just depends. Yeah, it's a case by case. Like maybe like I lock myself out of the house, my keys are inside and there's tension and I'm just like, great, this is great. Okay. Like, I hate it here. Mm -hmm. I hate this house. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I guess the actions that follow it aren't lining up. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of, it makes you think. It does make you think. I like that question. It's a good question. Oh, okay. Me answering. What is your relationship to honesty these days? I think I try to be, try my best to be honest in every situation with people, but with myself, it's a little harder for me. Like sometimes I'm like, you do need therapy. (laughs) And then other days I'm like, no, I don't need it. But the truth is I do. That's the truth. And so it's, you know, sometimes I lie to myself. And but other times, like I have someone on my shoulder, it being you or my conscious being like, no, you do, but you'll do it when it's the right time for you or whenever that is. Because um, there are other things I really want to work on too. And it's not that I can't do them all simultaneously because I can. It's just a lot of work and it is time and being consistent. Oh, so. I know. Um, Absolutely. When my mind is full of tension, yes, it's very hard for me to focus on the honesty in the moment. When I'm mad, specifically. When I'm sad, kind of too. Happy, fine, can do that. Well, there's not really tension in that. But my tension is always sadness and being mad. But, um, But once I come out of, like, the feeling or, like, a couple hours and like the feeling goes away or something, I can then rationalize and be a little bit more honest. And yeah. Be like, it's just the feeling that kind of like overcomes me, which I guess it overcomes me to myself. Yeah. But I'm not like projecting it onto the person. I used to really do that a lot or I think I've gotten better at it, but that's kind of how my anger used to be. It used to be very like internalize it and then take it out on that person. And that's just the feeling of being overwhelmed and, like, saying, like, no, I can't do this for much longer. But now I kind of, like, say how I feel, but in a very nice, not, like, you did this or I tried to. Um, But you were right. And when your head's full of tension, it's hard to, like, rationalize what you're saying or trying to say. Oh, for sure. I mean, I definitely felt like a couple weeks ago, I was feeling anxious mm-hmm. and I was I doing stuff in my room. I was putting up stuff and like organizing stuff. And I remember feeling this thought and I like was going to go and follow that little breadcrumb trail. And then I literally stopped myself and I was like, wait, hold on. Don't do it. I just spilled water. Where all are the me. facts? Are there anything within the five senses that can rationalize this thought or whatever? If so, okay, maybe I, 
Like, it's okay to feel like this. And then I'm going to feel like this and I'm going to process this and sit with it and then go from there. Mm -hmm. But it didn't align with the five senses. Nothing was factual about it. And then I was like, God dang, Sharon, come Mm -hmm. on. Like, stop being this way. It grounded yourself. Yeah, I was like, all right, we're just going to keep doing what we're going to keep doing. And yeah. I like it. Yeah. How has lack of self-love affected your relationships in the past? I think it's slowed my pace down in terms of like reaching certain goals or certain like milestones. Um, I also think it's made me... into a low energy person for a while. Um, I do think it has affected me in terms of like my personality, I guess, but that's like a byproduct of like my energy really because it's not like my personality changed. It was more of like it was less glowy, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so yeah, I guess those are a few ways. Good answer. How about you? Um, I would say that I chased everything besides myself. So I always people please. And I think the lack of self-love of not like learning to process like my trauma or somewhat on my own led me to not be able to communicate effectively with friends or family and be passive aggressive. Though I don't think, I think I've really come a long way in my communication when something upsets me. Um, And to own that, like, I am upset. This did hurt my feelings and I'm going to say it. Um, And then, like, with relationships or romantic partners, losing myself and chasing that person uh, and kind of losing my sense of self and back to the people pleasing because self-love is to my own definition, really getting to know yourself and focusing on what makes you really happy without being, I mean, I don't really think there's anything wrong in being like self selfish and, you know, doing your life a certain way as long as you are, you know, there for your people and, you know, selfless, and selfish. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Those two kind of can go hand in hand. But I don't think there's anything really wrong. It's a being, balance. Yeah. It's the yin and yang. Like, there's a time and a place to be selfish, for sure. Mm-hmm. I'll be the first one to say it. There's also a time and a place to be selfless. Yeah. Um, the, they just, a lot of people, like, with that word being selfish, yeah. they use it so, like, negatively, too. Oh, I know. Yeah. Which, it could be a negative yeah, thing. Yeah, it could be. I mean, life is what you make it. Yeah. And if you're being selfish for, I don't know, you wanted a red sweater instead of the pink sweater, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And you grab the last one, your friend wanted the red sweater. Yeah. I Those kind of things. Those kinds of things, things yeah. you know. But if it's more like, I'm going to be selfish and I'm going to order the filet mignon <laughs> instead of the salad that you try to order for me, <laughs> like, yeah. now I'm going to be selfish. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. I think it just depends on the situation. I think it depends for sure. But in a deep light, I think 
It's okay to be selfish. I'm I think it's ask a you a question. Okay. I went there really quick. How are you showing self-love in your career? I think I'm at the moment. I think I'm trying to like be extra good at what I do at the studio now. Okay. So like I used to be very um like the first year and a half, I was, like, to a T, a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. And I kind of got lazy because I think I got burnt out. Yeah. So I'm trying to do that thing where I, like, go above and beyond. Again. Oh, like, and overcompensate? Overcompensate, being perfectionist in my communication, my emails, getting things actually done, not, like, half-ass. Not yeah. that I do that all the... But, you know, like, if you have certain tasks throughout the day, you can, like, either... Or let's say I have five tasks and I have eight hours, but each of these tasks take, let's just say four. And if it's my last task and I'm like, I'm really tired, I'm just going to kind of half that task. Yeah. But now I'm going to try to do like all of them. Yeah. Um, And then for my career, just kind of, so perfecting the skills I already have. And then also like starting to do like, I want to do more of my creative stuff, like with the podcast and also like um, next week I'm setting up like uh, a, so at our school we have alumni services because I went to school there and I'm going to redo my website and kind of make it more of a po- portfolio. But I'm going to put, Cute. But I'm I'm gonna put like this stuff or like pictures of us like yeah. as one tab and then like I don't know how I'm going to do South by but I'll find some way and then I'll do like the studio and I really want to perfect my portfolio so that when I reach out to jobs in New York City like it'll look good of course that's what they're that's what they want yeah they want it to look good yeah and working on my resume and like kind of reaching out to friends who are good at resumes yeah um but yeah I think that is how I'm starting to like show up for myself Mm -hmm. and not be like afraid and just kind of say yes to everything yeah and our industry and music that is my advice if you say yes to everything you get more networking connections and you just build more skills that you didn't know you had so that's how I'm showing up and I love to hear it um I guess how am I showing up for health how are you showing up for your career I thought you'd never ask no I'm just kidding um (laughs) Her hair all done. I am showing up for myself in terms of my job. I think, like, practicing self-care. Self-care is part of self-love. And, like, I don't know. I've really been trying every morning because I get up really early to go to work. I work 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. She does. And... I put on a podcast now before or I try to listen to something or maybe something without words just to like prep the mind or at mm-hmm. least I'll start off that way and then maybe mid-drive if I'm feeling like, all right, let's branch out now. I'll listen to a song with words or something. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think prepping my mind for that or I'll call one of my parents because they're usually up at that time and uh, I'll have a chit-chat with them Um. I think utilizing my planner for work as well as just only school has been really beneficial for me lately. 
Um, I think another way I've been practicing self-love is using my PTO, baby, because come on, what are these benefits for if we're not to use them? And it's October, almost the end of October, use the PTO. Depending on where you work at, that doesn't roll over. Um, Use the sick hours as well because you earned it. Um, So I think utilizing that and not missing out on life, you know, getting to attend weddings and not having to rush to attend a wedding, right, is nice. Um, So simple things like that, um, as well as create creatively. I I think it's freaking hilarious that you're saying all these things because, well, let me show you. She's been doing it. So... See, filling up your planner. Oh, it's schedule. been filled out. I know. She's always been good at this. But Mine, not so much. Yes, I have like I've written down some new goals for like the pod. Nice. And a little bit for myself. And Hi. I guess like techniques and stuff that I like to use for all of these things. And then every month I set up goals that I'd like to do and I'm happy to say that September was October was, and so November is looking pretty promising. So it's, I don't know. I definitely work in the shadows on some of these things. And I've always been that kind of person that where like, I just do it all in silence because like the proof will show like later, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But I think setting these intentions as of late, as in like the past three, two months going on three months has been really positive for me. Um, I've been on this like crazy, like healing journey lately. And I mean, I've been aggressive with it. She has been aggressive aggressive. and it has sucked for a while, but also it was very, how do I say nourishing at the same time? You know, I listened to this podcast and this person, they were talking about astrology and they were saying that, um, you might be going through like a transformational period or whatever. And the good friends that you want to have are the ones that are saying, I'm sorry that you're feeling this way. I know it sucks, but you need to still keep doing it. You got to do it. The encouragement. Yeah. But the realness and the honesty outside of that, I feel like it's imperative to have those kinds of pillars in your life, right? Like, we are reflections of our friends. Our friends are reflections of us to a certain capacity. Um, to a certain capacity. And so, I don't know. I think honing this in for myself first is done wonders for me. I love it. Plan, structure, organize. Even if you don't follow it to a T, like having something written down is... I know. I also saw this statistic today that it had... It was an infographic and it was like three like stick finger stick figures and the one of them one of them was like somebody who has goals but only ha- keeps them in their mind and like the percentage was super low the middle one was um i believe the person that writes things down their percentage was higher because mm-hmm. like their goals were like in plain sight and then 
I forgot what the last one was, but it was really juicy. Oh, I did exit out of it. But the last statistic was basically like the person that has them written down and is actively doing it. I believe it was like 84% mm-hmm. where like those goals came to life. Like those became like their reality. Yeah. Which I, sounds so like, well, duh. Like obviously if you're going to do them, it's going to, it's most likely going to happen. But I'm like, no, it's hard to like write stuff down and then do it. Yeah. I know so many people that like write it down and they're like, ah, they didn't do any of it. It bothers me if I don't like scratch it out. Oh, I know. I feel so good about scratching stuff out and maybe sometimes Uh like scratching stuff out on my list is going to take longer than some of the other things that I'm going to knock it on my list. But once I knock it out and I will, oh, you feel good. I want to, you know, what works for me or has been working, my white Dry erase board. Yes. Because I'm not good at... Everyone's got their medium. Everyone's got it. I thought it would... It used to be my phone, like, back in the day to have it. But I'm like, I don't like, like, this format. Yeah. And then I did did sticky notes. I'm like, I don't like this. So then I did the... Trial and error. Trial and error. I tried to do the bullet journals. And I was like, I can't do anything with this. Yeah. It's just finding, like, what works for me. But yeah, no, absolutely. I know a person who's like... Sticky notes, which I use sticky notes too. Yeah. It for like day to day stuff. It depends. For day to day stuff, where I'm like, okay, I need a mini reminder. Yeah. And something that's a bit more in my face. Yeah. Sticky note. But I know somebody who literally uses sticky notes for everything. Thousands of sticky notes they go through in a day. It works for them though. Yeah. They get it done. It's real hot so, girl. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Yep. Dry erase board for me. Yeah. Maybe one day I'll graduate. To so else. this is how I am letting this come together in terms of self-love and career and things like that. Huh. Yeah. We're in it. I guess last thing I should say, sorry, is communication. Like, I don't know. We have a, I work with a newer person and they're so awesome. I just adore them. And they're new to the field, you know, like this is their first gig. And I think like having this onus this open and honest communication has helped them and helped me in return. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's another thing of self-love. It's like I'm making, excuse me, easier for myself, um, but I'm also making it easier for them. You're which holding is a win-win. Win. Come on. You're holding compassion. Also, you know, it's just tough. Mental health is tough. It's not it's easy. It's hard. It's, yeah. Absolutely. It's fine. Snoop Dogg once said, and I don't know why I have this in my head, but it's always stuck, probably because it's Snoop Dogg. But it, he said, once you surround yourself with, like, better people, yeah. you become better. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so true. I know. But I also want to say that everyone can do it. Everyone can be better. Yeah, we all but Everyone can do can it. Can be. We all can do it. I can be better. Absolutely. Me too. Yeah. Absolutely. So I guess what's our P.S. I love you, which by the way, people have been complaining that we haven't been calling them for our P.S. I love you. What? Yeah. Well, stay tuned for next week. Yes. Oh, it's perfect. It's ending when it's dying for the camera. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Think about what's your self-love. What does it look like? I wonder how y'all answered these questions. But yeah, let us know. I want to know what they thought of our answers. 
I don't know. These were complex these questions. Were, but they, I feel like we both gave genuinely This is why I didn't want you to, like, send me well, the questions be- beforehand because it made me... I feel like this is just raw. It's raw. Okay, hopefully that's it. Bye, guys. Bye.